Welcome to Today on Broadway for Thursday, September 14th, 2017. I'm Broadway World's Matt Tamanini. And I am Broadway star's James Marino. James, something I wanted to mention before we get into the show proper, we haven't covered this yet this week because of all the upheaval with the the hurricane at the beginning of the week, but earlier this week we learned that Tony-winning director and producer Peter Hall passed away at the age of 86. He worked regularly on both sides of the Atlantic in London and New York and earned nine Tony nominations from his work on Broadway, which included wins for Harold Pinter's The Homecoming and the original Broadway production of Amadeus. Tomorrow night, Broadway will dim its lights at 740. 45 Eastern Time, as will London's West End a little bit earlier at 7 p.m. British Standard Time. So sleep well, Mr. Hall, and if you're in Times Square in the Theater District tomorrow night, uh, take a second to remember him and those that loved him and lost him. All right, let's get on to the news. Uh, What's up in the show and casting news? All right. Yesterday, the producers of the upcoming Broadway production of SpongeBob SquarePants, that's still funny, uh, announced the final cast members to join the show. Brian Ray Norris will play Eugene Krabs and Smash and Adams Family star Wesley Taylor will play Sheldon Plankton. Those two actors are joining the company. They did not participate in the Chicago out of town tryout. They joined the previously announced cast members who did continue from Chicago. Ethan Slater as SpongeBob, Gavin Lee as Squidward, Lily Cooper as Sandy Cheeks and Danny Skinner as Patrick Starr. Directed by Tina Landau, performances begin on Broadway on Monday, November 6th, with an official opening on Monday, December 4th. And as we know, the show features a score that includes songs by Aerosmith, Sarah Bareilles, Cyndi Lauper, John Legend, Panic at the Disco, They Might Be Giants, David Bowie, and more. Also in Broadway casting news on Wednesday, we learned that Justin Collette and Connor John Galuli will join the cast of School of Rock the Musical as Dewey Finn. Collette will play the role for five performances weekly beginning on Monday, September 25th, while Galuli will play the matinee performances as the show's alternate. I also saw on Twitter yesterday that our friend Andrew Kober will be joining the show beginning in October as well, so congrats all around. Current Dewey, Eric Peterson, will play his final performance on Sunday, September 24th, as he will then be heading out of town to do the out-of-town tour for Escape to Margaritaville before it comes into Broadway in the spring. And then finally in this section, the Prospect Theater Company announced yesterday the cast for the first show of its three-year residency at 59 East 59, the New York premiere of the Kerrigan and Loudermilk musical The Mad Ones. This musical, if you don't recognize that title, you might recognize what it was previously known as, and that's the unauthorized autobiography of Samantha Brown. Directed by Stephen Brackett, the cast features Christina Alabado, Emma Hutton, and Ben Fankhauser. Performances begin on November 7th and are scheduled to run through December 17th. The show had a run at the Goodspeed Opera House all the way back in 2011, which starred Megan Fahey and Supergirl herself, Melissa Benoist. And there are about five bazillion videos on YouTube of people singing the song Freedom from the show. One of those videos includes Benoist and Grey Gardens and Modern Family star Sarah Hyland. And there's another one from Princess Honor herself, our friend Patty Murin and Jenny Barber from a reading presentation all the way back in 2009. I'll, uh, I'll throw those in the show notes if you want to check it out. It's one of these shows that's been kicking around for a while that's had some regional stuff go on. And Kerrigan and Loudermilk are, is a team that I think, James, a lot of people expect to have a breakthrough at some point and kind of become, uh, you know, in the same room as Pascal and Paul because they do great work. They just haven't had that big break yet. So maybe this one will be it. Hmm. That's interesting. 
All right, next up in the news, the Queen, Leslie Margarita, launches a live album Kickstarter. Yes, yesterday, Her Royal Highness Olivier Award winner Leslie Margarita launched a Kickstarter campaign to raise money to release her debut solo album, Rule Your Kingdom, live at Feinstein's 54 Below. The album, recorded live over a series of shows at 54 Below this past August, will feature the songs and stories from her act, Rule Your Kingdom, which is where her self-proclaimed queen status comes from as well as additional brand new material the album if funded will be distributed in partnership with broadway records the kickstarter campaign which which aims to raise funds to cover additional recording production and distribution for the album launched today and will continue until october 12th and obviously by royal decree we will have a link in the show notes queen leslie is looking to raise twenty five thousand dollars And the rewards for donating include, this is a legit uh, reward you can get, an extra extra sparkly album download, a royal Skype section, personal vlogs and videos, a schmackeries date with the queen herself, and much, much more. Um, This is an all or nothing campaign, so sequins, go out there and make sure you contribute because everyone needs to hear the queen belting in their ear holes as much as humanly possible. That is very cool. All right. Hal Holbrook retires his famed Mark Twain persona? Yes. Really? Yes. Yes. Believe it or not, the the rumors of his demise have been a bit exaggerated, but not for this performance. Yesterday, according to North Carolina's Star News, the stage and screen star Hal Holbrook has canceled upcoming performances and retired his character of Mark Twain after 63 years and over 2,000 performances. The 92-year-old said that he planned to, quote, keep working in film and TV with anyone who will have me. Holbrook won a Tony in 1966 for Mark Twain Tonight. He also played Deep Throat in All the President's Men and won three Emmy Awards and was nominated for an Academy Award. But James, you know that for me and probably for you as well. He will always be Assistant Secretary of State Albie Duncan under President Josiah Bartlett. Oh, my goodness gracious. He was just killer in the West Wing. So, so wonderful. And I, I hadn't realized he's 92 years old, but I guess in thinking about it, of course, he's, yeah. you know, in his 90s. I always think of him in his 60s. That's it. He's always stuck there. Well, I All think right. a lot of people would prefer that than to get up into their 90s. <laughs> Next up, uh, Jennifer Nettles debuts new Wicked Out of Oz video. Yeah, James, I don't want to propagate this storyline that I am theatrically clairvoyant or anything. But yesterday, I think it was yesterday, I mentioned that I wouldn't be surprised if country music superstar Jennifer Nettles was the next to Jenna in the musical Waitress on Broadway. Well, that bit of casting hasn't been announced yet. But yesterday, Wicked released their latest Out of Oz music video, and it was Jennifer Nettles singing a countrified version of No Good Deed. To be honest, I don't know that I love the arrangement, but it definitely shows that Nettles can belt with the best of them. So if that out-of-town trip that we talked about with uh, Betsy Wolf flying all the way out to L.A. had something to do with announcing Jennifer Nettles as uh, the next Jenna and waitress, I think we can rest assured that she can handle all the belting necessary for the part. Hmm. 
clairvoyant, you say. I shall Just call, call my one nine hundred number, yeah. Miss <laughs> this is Broadway Radio with Miss Cleo. <laughs> <laughs> she had that terrible fake Jamaican accent too, right? You know? It Come was more. fake. I, I I'm gonna guess she was from like Queens or something and not actually from Jamaica. It's a lot of Although Jamaica is in Jamaican, Queens. Yeah. <laughs> Jamaica is in Queens. <laughs> this so. is true. Different Jamaica. Mm. So uh, next up, we have a theater throwback segment with Daniela Parcell. So that is awesome. Uh, so why don't we hand it off to Daniela? Hi, everybody. This is Daniela Parcell, and I'm here with another theater throwback. Today, we're going back just a few years to September 15th, 2010, when the marquee of the Stephen Sondheim Theater was lit for the first time. According to David Itzkoff's New York Times article, Sondheim and Company Christened the Stephen Sondheim Theater, the marquee lighting ceremony was attended by such stars as Nathan Lane and Patti LuPone, as well as executives from Roundabout Theater Company, which operates the theater. Surrounded by his collaborators, Sondheim gave a brief speech in which he bemoaned how his last name doesn't sing compared to those of other theater namesakes, before pulling the switch and illuminating his name over West 43rd Street. The Stephen Sondheim Theater, formerly called Henry Miller's Theater, was built in 1918 and operated as a Broadway theater until 1968 when it was turned into an adult film house. In the late 70s, the former theater was transformed into the popular nightclub Xenon, which became a major competitor for its fellow nightclub but soon-to-be Broadway theater, Studio 54. After 20 years of operating as various nightclubs, the building turned back into a performance space in 1998, when Roundabout renovated and reopened the venue for the Tony-winning revival of Cabaret. The theater suffered a construction accident nine months into Cabaret's run, forcing the production to relocate to Studio 54. But by 2001, the space had recovered and reclaimed the name Henry Miller's Theater with the opening of Urinetown. Since then, the theater has been closed, renovated, reopened, and renamed to honor the legendary composer Stephen Sondheim, and is now home to beautiful The Carol King musical. Also this week in theater history, on September 10, 2000, the original Broadway production of Cats finished its run at the Winter Garden Theater, and on September 12, 2015, Mamma Mia played its final performance. Avenue Q also closed on Broadway this week, September 13, 2009. However, in an unusual move, it also announced a transfer to New World Stages off-Broadway, where it is still running today. On September 12, 2011, the most recent revival of Stephen Sondheim's Follies opened at the Marquis Theatre, and on September 12, 1960, another theatre renaming, the Mansfield Theatre officially relit as the Brooks Atkinson. That is all I have for this week. Thanks for listening. Again, this is Daniela Parcell. You can follow me on Twitter at Daniela Parcell, and I'll be back next week with another theatre throwback. Well, that was cool. So, Matt, why don't you get us out of here? All right. Thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio, and you can find me on Twitter at BWWMatt, and subscribe to Something Like a Pop on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play. And my name is James Marino from BroadwayRadio.com and BroadwayStars.com. Thanks for spending some of your Thursday with us, and come on back and wrap up the week with us tomorrow. Tomorrow.